So this episode is sponsored by Smart Slides. Uh, it's made by a company some of you might be familiar with called PixelU. And uh, they are pretty well known for making another piece of software a couple years ago called Smart Albums. Um, they sort of reinvented the album design process into uh, something that was much more fun and easy back in the day. Uh, and they're trying to do that again with uh, slideshows for clients. Um, Smart Slides makes it incredibly easy to do uh, uploads of all your images, um, no FTP or anything like that. Um, uh, makes a, a very uh, fast process. Uh, they say that they, the average design time is 12 minutes, including um, all of the image upload and, and back-end processing. So 12 minutes to make your client slideshows. Uh, they look amazing. Um, we'll have a link in the show notes to where you can check out the Smart Slides um, you know, marketing and everything. Uh, they have a bunch of examples of what things look like, and they, they also include free curated licensed music, which is fantastic. And that's something I me, Sam speaking, have personally kind of had issues with uh, on blogs and on slideshows when people used unlicensed music. Um, that's wrong. That's stealing. That is no better than uh, you taking some other photographer's image uh, and using it for your own marketing material or even your own website. And blog. I mean, it's literally no different. So if you're doing that, stop it. And uh, Smart, Slides, uh, Smart Slides has a very easy uh, solution for that. So um, we do have a special link. Let's people know, uh, let's them know that you've heard about them through us. So if you're checking out uh, Smart Slides, go to pixelu.com slash epic podcast. And that's pixelu spelled P-I-X-E-L-L-U dot com slash epic podcast. Uh, or perhaps if you're on their website and you're checking out and they have a, how did you hear about us? Uh, mention our name somehow. I know it's hard to remember these things. So our thanks to uh, Smart Slides for sponsoring this episode of the Epic Podcast. Yeah, what's going on, Sam? Hey, Nathan. What's up? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what happened? Steinway just knocked over something and then freaked out. Oh, okay. I'm just helping a client decide on a uh, album cover. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> that wasn't too loud. Um, yeah, the client of mine here. It's uh, it's wedding album season. Actually, this is everybody that didn't get it, their decisions in before the Christmas holiday. They're now trying to hammer it out in the, in the new year. And uh, yeah, people are indecisive about their album covers. A lot of times, I'm surprised how often people want me to choose for them what color and cover type that they want. And I'm just like, that's so weird because I might love this shade of brown, but how often is what I love going to align with what they do? Like, it's just strange to me. So, anyway. Well, I mean, if you have the rest of the album done, I mean, I guess you could make a, a pr fairly educated guess about what they might like as a album I don't cover. know. I don't know. No. I don't, maybe. I mean, I, I do definitely have a sense of what may go well for their wedding vibe and stuff, but mm -hmm. anyway, this person has a two, two good options uh, to choose from. Well, that's cool. So it's just a matter of picking. All right, done. What are you up to? You just got back from Chicago, yeah? Yeah, just got back from Chicago, just hung out with uh, a couple of um, our friends from college, um, Josh and Ross. Um, yeah, we just decided to meet up there because Ross lives in Seattle, but he was in Indianapolis for a work conference, and so we just decided to kind of convene there for a couple of days and hang out. Um, nice. We ate at this amazing restaurant called The uh, girl and the goat um and it's uh 
I don't know who the name of the chef is, um, but she won Top Chef. Oh. Um, and it was probably the best meal that I've ever eaten in my life. Um, I would say, Whoa. or at least up there in terms of like a sit down restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Nothing came close to this. Whoa. Um, what kind of meals? Yeah. They were like duck tongue, uh, pig face, Ew. uh, oh, uh, pork, pork shank. Um, no, no, no. Fries with, um, bacon, um, basically bacon salt. <laughs> I, I guess I would say incredibly unhealthy but oh, amazing de- definitely but it was all i don't know just done like really really well and they were all kind of like family sizes to share uh or not super huge family sizes but like enough food for three people for sure okay um anyway if you're in chicago it's that's a that's a must you you must go there kind of a thing i think um, um geez Sorry, I missed that. I was there like a month ago. <laughs> I had no oh, idea. Oh, yeah, you, dude, nice. Well, next time, next time you do a uh, a uh, workshop up there, just yeah. hop on over to Girl and the Goat, get some food. Yeah, I've only had one wedding. I did love that wedding, but um, nice. well, that's exciting. Always fun to travel. Did you get a lot of snow? Because I was up in uh, last week. I was in Rochester and Houston, and I dodged a pretty wicked snowstorm. So. Don't know if you got the brunt of it or not, or maybe it just no, Chicago's I, weird. Chicago's weird. It was kind of it was just cold, very cold, and just icy everywhere. There was no there's there's a little bit of rain, but basically it was just kind of bleak. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. We were in Wicker Park um, area, which was pretty cool, but um, kind of gray and cold and icy everywhere. I don't know. Yeah, well, so that's pretty much how it was here. Different it's standard winter weather. Yeah, I, I guess think. so. Yeah, not. But yeah, it was my first time to Chicago, and I really enjoyed it. Um, awesome. So I'll probably end up going back at some point. We didn't actually even make it into the city. We just stayed in Wicker Park the whole time, just because there's so much to do over there. Um, all kinds of really weird restaurants. We went to a hat shop that was they, that there was like a band in there called. I think they were called Your Mom or Your Mom's clothes or something weird like that but anyway there's just kind of this fun band that was in this hat shop uh and they had free beer so i don't know it was just kind of funny we we walked into a hat shop because ross was interested in buying a hat and we ended how's, up how's drinking a bunch of free beer and listen <laughs> just kidding <laughs> um yeah we, we uh yeah so we, we ended up seeing like nice. a show and trying on a million different hats That's i don't wear hats cool. so yeah it's all good i i wore but. baseball hats in high school briefly oh yeah see what's happening you're one right of now? those guys huh oh look at that so sam you, your picture is dropping rapidly it's lowering somehow Whoa. how can this be yeah uh i got a convertible standing desk per you? your your recommendation and i'm very happy Dude, I gotta say, man, this thing is just awesome. It's really, really, really it's amazing. Awesome. I never it's thought I would be much of a. Uh, it is. It's literally two desks in one, and I never thought I would be really into standing desks. It never appealed to me because it seemed like I would get tired <laughs> of just standing. But um, you will kind of, but not 
Yeah, I mean, really I've been standing bad. for like an hour or two today already, and now I'm kind of tired, so I just decided to lower it. It's built by, what's the company called? Autonomi or something? Autonomous.ai. Autonomous.ai, yeah. I think it was like mm-hmm. 300 bucks for yeah. a desk. They sell desks that have motorized legs and a desktop, but I just got the one with the motorized legs that mount to you already have my desktop. own desktop. Yeah, because yeah. I was really happy with my desk. You know, it's a nice wooden desk that's humongous. What, and, was, uh, what was your yeah. desk resting on before? Just four legs. Just oh, normal, gotcha. normal legs on the corners. So those popped off, and then uh, this right. mounts onto the bottom, and it's got a little controller. You can have up to five preset height settings, and then it just works. I mean, it's so yeah. fantastic and it's really and nice. Just, yeah. And the basic model supports like 240 pounds or something like that. So, I mean, that's yeah. Yeah. More way than more than what I need. Necessary. There's no wobble, especially when it's at my regular desk height level, like it's solid as a rock. And yeah. It's completely solid. Yeah. Um, at the I, higher level, it gets a little, just a tad. If I push it, if I actively push it, I can, see a little wobble but it's not i can still like lay against it and relax against it and it's not at all a problem i've been really happy so that's awesome yeah i i've been really happy with mine so far um but uh yeah i was i would definitely recommend them i just could not find a cheaper um alternative than this one that is that has these features and is this solid so yeah, yeah autonomous. Good, AI. good call. There's other ones that have like bamboo and stuff. And again, I was really happy you with my splurge. desktop. Yeah. I was really happy with my desktop. So this is the the perfect. It took about an hour, you know, to clean off my old desk, get all the the old legs off, unpack the box, put it. You know, so an hour wasn't too bad for assembly, um, and and getting everything yeah. you know, perfect again. Like just an hour was great. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it's it's very easy to set up. Um, and if you were, if anyone was paying attention to my Instagram story feed, um, it actually lifted me. So that's uh, that's a good thing. Not that yeah. I not not that I'm even close to 240 pounds, but uh, you know, did a good job. Yeah, I, when I'm back at your place, stuff. I'm curious to see what it sounds like as it lifts stuff because I might be approaching a. A load threshold. It, it, it lifts fine, but it's definitely like I can hear it. I can hear it kind of struggling. Mine's silent. Mine's totally silent. Yeah, Mine's always made noise, but there we go. You hear that? Yeah. Nice. Huh. We may have slightly different models. That's true. I'm gonna I'm gonna raise mine right up. Oh, this is great. This is the least this interesting to podcast to in the everybody? world. <laughs> so speaking um, of which, uh, there's a few other things I'd like to briefly uh, talk about that I've recently acquired. One I'm working okay. on acquiring right now. They're literally announcing it as we podcast. The new Leica M. The M10. The M10. It's three years now, I think, since the other one. Maybe four since the last one was released. It's been been a while since like I went for a new M. And um, so give me give me the rundown. I uh, I don't really see any specs anywhere online. Yeah, the specs have been leaking pretty pretty well. But if you don't shoot like a, there's no reason you would really have come across it. So I'm not shocked. It's a thinner camera, which is nice. I've never had a problem with the thickness of the uh, the M240, but 
it is a little big of a camera for what it is for a mirrorless. Um, and it's made of like brass and stuff. So it's heavy. So the added thinness should be nice. Um, it's got an extra mag, it's got a magnification, uh, to 0.73, uh, which I have no idea what that means. Other than that, when you look through the optical viewfinder, it should be a larger sense of what you're seeing. Uh, thus, focusing should be easier uh that's my understanding cool. at least um yeah and let's see they raised the field of vision by 30 percent don't know what that means i guess that just means you can see 30 percent more of what you're looking at through the viewfinder and then eye relief is expanded 50 percent widely i don't know what that means in general i think we should expect a much better optical viewfinder which is good uh on the back it, the only buttons that it's got is live view play and menu so I'm really happy to see that they're not shying away from using live view as a feature. I'm pretty sure there's no video. Like you can't, I don't think you can record video and that is perfectly fine with me. I, yeah, I think that that's the, great. It's totally fine. I think that's a me. distraction for them when they're building these cameras because nobody shooting with a Leica M should be doing professional video with it. I mean, it's nice to have video as a feature, but you know what? You freaking have your iPhone with you at all, all times for, for any <laughs> video snapchat, you know, snapshots you need. Um, it's got apparently a new generation of a sensor that I really liked um, in the, the SL. It's a similar sensor to what's in the Q, which I hated the like a Q as a camera. The sensor the image had, quality was yeah, really good. Though, it right? had nice colors. The dynamic range was decent. I uh, loved the colors and the high ISO performed great or mostly great. Uh, still not as good as like a D five or even the Mark four, I think, but this is supposed to be an improved version of that sensor, uh, or at least a quote latest generation. So, um, I'm excited no matter what, I have a feeling it's going to unlock the, 12,000, you know, area of high ISO for a Leica camera. And Leica's never had that, uh, at least for their M, M bodies. The M240 uh, would basically let me shoot up to 3,200 ISO before I was just like, no, no way. So you're kind of like in a D750 or D700 era of ISO quality. So imagine wow. that. Yeah. So this is going to unlock that new kind of register of high ISO, which I've been really looking forward to. Um, it's also got built-in Wi-Fi, which is kind of nice. Supposedly they figured out a way to do a really seamless direct transmission of RAW files, kind of what Apple was talking about as like the future of. Apple explicitly said, like, you can copy images from your your cameras now over Wi-Fi most of the time. That's one reason why they got rid of the SD port, the SD card reader. Right. And and I'm like, I wonder if Apple's just been talking with Leica people a little too much. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Because I doubt the speed will make it practical for what we're doing, but, you know, kind of neat. It's nice to have the option if you're ever in, like, a super pinch or you're really desperate and excited to show a picture and don't have time to throw it on your computer or something like that. But um, overall, it's just thinner um and and i think that that's kind of it i mean other than speed and and then it's all about this improved sensor and and viewfinder so um and apparently it's going to have a new um like electronic viewfinder that clicks in on top which was one of my absolute favorite features about the m the in the hot shoe where you put your flash you could slide in a viewfinder and then pivot and rotate it straight up so you could be shooting you know at a downward angle and get like a 90 degree you know turn on your 
angle. And anyway, yeah, it was that really whole medium format comfortable. Vibe. Yeah, yeah, it was so comfortable as a way to shoot. And uh, I guess they're releasing a better version. They're calling it the Leica Bizofurex, which I don't know if that's what they're calling their so electronic Furex. viewfinder or what. Yeah, I don't know if that's a German mm-hmm. word. I'm trying to Google search it, but yeah so anyway i'm excited about that i'm gonna throw it on a credit card and play with it for a couple days and if i like it as much as i think i will i'll keep it if not i'll return it it's the magic of amazon yay amazon just went through that process with uh this guy here oh yeah so um we did want to talk a little bit today about um you know some alternative controllers yeah, I don't think we um, need Lightroom. to make it a, a huge focus because I'd like to do an entire episode on Lightroom controllers. And uh, there's one that I ordered a month or two ago that's going to be shipping in a couple months that uh, I'd like to wait for before we really do a whole episode on it. But this one, I'm, I'm pretty darn excited. It's a company I've purchased a few different controllers from. They're called uh, uh, Pusher Labs pusherlabs.com and they um they basically take midi controllers that are out in the wild manufactured by other companies and then uh have their own proprietary software that they program as a layer on top of these so that you can use what was supposed to be like an audio midio uh audio midi controller um as a controller for lightroom and this one is freaking cool it's called the pluto and it's just got a row of buttons on the left side and the right side. It's handheld, almost like a game controller uh, about the size, and it's yep. completely wireless. But the amazing thing about it isn't the buttons. It's the uh, the giant wheel in the middle. And this is what... So cool. So, so you hit a button to go to exposure, uh, the exposure slider. Then you can just slide this wheel, and it'll adjust the exposure slider. And you hit another button for white balance, and you just... This huge, beautiful thumb wheel um, that actually reacts... Um, in a non-linear way like if you go slowly it it goes in small increments and if you go faster it'll jump so it's um it's great it's really fast it takes a lot of getting used to i'm still warming up to it but it's so nice that it's battery powered uh it's actually got an accelerometer in there so you can hold these i have no idea why it would be useful but you can hold the the side knobs and use the tilt of your controller to do stuff weird I, I, i don't know how that's useful but um dude i like that it's kind of neat, yeah. But I'm, I'm really wondering. Like, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually wondering. Like, I'm almost like more interested to see how DJs use that. <laughs> I know. I was thinking like this actually does seem really fun for DJs and music making people. But seems uh, like a cool. Kind you of could use that. Sampler. You could use this for that. There's no reason why you couldn't use this as the way it was intended. Um, but the cool thing about the company, uh, their software, um, it's called P Fixer. I'm pretty sure is what the software yeah. is called, and it uh, it'll let you do just per, like custom mapped uh, keyboard controllers too, and uh, trackpad gestures as well. They give you like an array on a trackpad of different spots. I think maybe ten different ones, and if you touch a certain part of your trackpad, it'll enable certain custom features and all sorts of really cool stuff. So it, even if you don't like their controllers or that is not interesting to you, I'd still recommend looking into their software as a uh, you know, way to customize your trackpad and keyboard. Yeah. Another, another really good one, um, that I use is better touch tool. Uh, better touch tool yeah. is really great for creating any kind of weird shortcuts with any type of device you can think of. Um, whether it's a mouse or even like a joystick or your keyboard, you can 
customize and gestures. You can do all kinds of weird stuff with it. Um, I pretty much my pretty much my main use for it is that it'll mimic Windows. Um, oh, Windows you're talking about better ability. snap tool, right? Isn't that a separate better? No, snap better touch tool, tool is. I Did think it, they integrated it a while oh, ago. Oh, okay, um, cool. So I love because I I have bajillion windows open at once i like being able to put them on all kinds of you know have them snap into certain places and better touch tool is great for that you know what i just started doing today because uh, yeah. i totally agree with you like snapping windows around are really nice but my desktop tends to get overloaded but and and at the end of the year last year uh you know with just so many icons everywhere i purged 80 percent of them and i realized like why why do i just let it auto sort for me so now i'm just sorting by a grid and instead of just having everything clustered in like the right justification of my desktop i have stuff everywhere so i can actually have on my desktop like a cluster of jpegs in one corner a cluster of hard drives in another and like it's not just this you know, stream of, I've, I'd forgotten that. Like I used to do that actually when I had a windows machine, um, I used to cluster my stuff all over the place on my desktop. It just kept it more yeah. organized. Yeah. My, um, my solution has been to not actually have anything on the desktop ever. My, I, I, <laughs> nice. I made a, a, a resolution. I think it was last year or something that I was like, I am going to keep my desktop completely blank. There's a uh, there's an app that does that for you. Like, oh really? You can, I well, think. unfortunately, yeah. what that's I I've committed to that and I've done a really good job of it, uh, except that when it inevitably did get full with stuff, um, oh, no. I just I just created one folder that's just I just take everything that was on there and I just throw it in there and forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I can yeah, that's, search you're basically for it describing or... my downloads folder. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So uh, there's always some place on a computer where just everything's going to pile up. I'm just convinced of yeah. it. That's why that's it feels so good to some. You know, at some point when you get a new computer, don't do a restore and just install everything from scratch because it just forces oh, you yeah. to kind of purge. The uh, speaking of which, yeah. um, I know we're we're we are have yet to get to our main point, but I finished my computer build. Um, it's completely done. Ah, what were you building? Your PC? Yeah, so I'm building nice. like this. Un- well, I, I finished building this like absurdly powerful um, computer. That um, yeah, it's pretty much top of the line, um, and I am pretty excited about it. So I've partitioned it into two sides. I've got a Windows partition and I've got a Mac partition, um, and so I've successfully. So right now, where I'm at is the Windows partition is completely. You know, that was easy. No problem to set that up. The Hackintosh partition has been a major challenge. It took me about eight hours of straight work uh, on one day just to get Mac to boot. Um, What? I thought they made that so much easier. It is a a lot easier now, but there's a lot of nuances because I have, like, super, super new hardware. Um, I was facing some challenges that, uh, that most people haven't faced before. So I had to, I basically spent all last week kind of like coding and hacking and uh, got it, I got it all working. I now have internet on the Hackintosh, but um, the graphics card is my next issue to tackle. See, that's my my thing about Hackintosh stuff is that I feel like what often happens is you get it all working after, you know, however much or not much struggle (laughs) of the process. Mm -hmm. And then long term you do things like an update to some aspect or component 
some software mm-hmm. thing or some hardware and and it breaks everything everything and you're just breaks. stuck in this yeah. cycle of uh constantly having to troubleshoot and i i admire you yep. for for still doing that because it's you know people never really build their own pcs anymore that used to be sort of the standard that's what i did in college built my own machine and uh, it's awesome. like the best way to maximize your your dollar uh, you can get so much more for your money oh yeah um it's uh, you can you can pay half the price and get like a an exact same you know, yeah. power PC. But I will say, people often forget this about Apple stuff, is that though almost always their stuff looks slower on paper in actual real use due to yeah, software optimizations no, and all sorts of other stuff that they can yeah. optimize for. It actually ends up being a faster experience. Now, I, oh, don't, absolutely. Know, I don't know about running absolutely. Windows and stuff on a Mac, but yeah. Um, I, I'm going to tell you right now, already just like running... running um, the Hackintosh, I mean, it just, it's already, like, it's nice. That's uh, cool. it It's working. So it's yeah. pretty cool. So hopefully uh, by the next podcast, I will have uh, I will have solved my graphics problem, which is a conundrum. But cool. anyway. Um, uh, so I want to show you one other thing real quick that I got, just to, just yeah. to put out a little. See that? Mm-hmm. Guess what that is. Yeah. There's it? a lightning cable attached to something that is attached to your that is attached to your phone. What is that? It's a magnetic breakaway cable. Oh, it's a magnetic breakaway cable. But it's stupid. What? I know. Oh, I know. Okay. When seeing it, looks it cool, in any video, it looks awesome. Problem is, as soon as you put your phone down at any angle, the magnet's not strong enough. It does. It loses oh, connection instantly unless you have a perfectly straight alignment. And go look at your phone at any time that is plugged into anything ever, and tell me how often it has a perfectly straight alignment. It yeah, never, never does. So um, it actually is a complete bust. So if you guys are out there, guys, Bummer. guys and women um, out there looking at these Facebook ads that have. Uh, this cool magnetic lightning thing that you're supposed to keep as just this nub on the bottom of your phone uh, and then magnetically connect your it's don't waste your money thankfully it wasn't very expensive but no that's cool yeah 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 that's a that's a bummer but we should move on to our main topic (laughs) we've wasted people's time enough Uh, we want to talk about branding Uh, i went through this process last year and you're going through it right now it sounds like branding your business your website you still going with squarespace um, yeah, so I've, I've decided actually, so I have my, my blog is on WordPress and my, um, portfolio is on Squarespace. I think, I think my move is that I'm going to, uh, I basically just got back from a, um, from a branding meeting and, um, I'm going to switch full, fully to Squarespace. I'm just going to migrate my blog over, which is, is pretty easy. Um, Squarespace makes it pretty easy. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to redo my theme and talk and basically we're just going to be going over uh you know what content to add what content is superfluous who's doing your branding is this a friend of yours or it's uh it's a local richmond guy um that's That's a a friend of luke's who um yeah i'm actually doing they both luke and this guy uh brandon work for um yeah some kind of startup in town and uh, i'm gonna be doing some photos for them like in next week or something but um but yeah so Brandon's going to be yeah helping me out a little bit, just trying to get my content where it needs to be um, and helping me a little bit with the back end to make sure that my SEO stays pretty good, which it's already like kind of 
awesome right now, but I noticed Squarespace seemed to do a great job. You know what? I'm just realizing this magnetic breakaway lighting thing doesn't actually even charge my phone. Doesn't actually even. It doesn't charge it. It's not charging. Yeah. So maybe it's not compatible with the iPhone Mm -hmm. seven. Sad times. Sad times. Uh, Yeah. I noticed, man, you did a pretty great and fast move to Richmond on your, uh, your search engine optimization. You started ranking, in no time for Richmond wedding in, photographer. In, yeah. I mean, I, I was like not ranking, uh, bef- obviously before I moved. And then as soon as I switched everything over, I think within a couple of weeks I was under, under 30. Um, that's awesome. And w- did that and, coincide with your Squarespace as your website or were you uh, no, always no, Squarespace? I, although I was, I was ranking pretty well in uh, Washington by the time I left. Um, so oh, I, I remember think, that you're like, yeah, I was oh, like, yeah, of course I was we like, bought a house as soon as, yeah, uh, I was like, damn it. I, I just, I just, just started like getting into like the low twenties, like, or like, or even, uh, higher than that. Um, and yeah. And then I moved, I was like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. That's, yeah, um, but I mean, at least it's DC still close enough that you could, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm still getting, you know, I'm still getting a few inquiries here and there. Um, yeah, for DC, but but Squarespace Squarespace to me has been you know perfectly perfectly fine. Uh, I definitely performing as well as I expected WordPress to perform. So I've got no real issue staying with Squarespace right now. That's cool. Yeah, I hear more and more about how amazing it is. And uh, Jeff Newsom and I started doing a co workshop, and uh, he made our website for that. Um, using Squarespace and like I got a peek at the back end of all the stuff that you can configure and control and design all the analytics. It's so, so easy and simple. It's really easy. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of why I'm, I like it is just, it's, it's, it's very simple, uh, very approachable. Um, they got lots of really good, good looking themes right out of the box. Um, and then plenty of customizing opportunities. They've got a whole inject CSS, um, philosophy where you can just inject css wherever you need to um, and really customize whatever you want um yeah it's pretty so cool I, like I i i don't know if what i ended up going with on my site was going to be doable on squarespace because it is it's got yeah, a whole lot, a lot of customized of stuff. stuff yeah one of the things i love about wordpress and i don't know maybe Squarespace has these, but it's just, there's such this open community of developers that can make plugins that run on WordPress. Oftentimes they're free and they just enable entirely new features that weren't there before. Uh, one of my favorite plugins and I talk about, I'm going to give, I'm going to give a little, uh, uh, secret out to people, even though this is mostly meant for my workshops, but that's okay. Um, one of my favorite plugins is called Facebook comments importer pro. What this does, automatically it syncs into your Facebook business page and or your Facebook um, personal page. And if you've got any images shared on Facebook that have comments left on them, uh, so, so say I post an image on my business page and I don't link it to anything else at the time, it's just the image and I get like, I don't know. 700 comments on it <laughs> yeah right but like right. you know a few comments because people are interacting on facebook and people have questions or they're excited about it or whatever all those comments are on facebook and that's really cool but nobody comments on blogs anymore you know you go to your comment section and it's usually just zero <laughs> and yeah. uh, it used to be that that's where uh the interaction happened and it's a really 
I don't know quite how to describe it. I guess I would say it's kind of a confidence builder where it just generates some buzz and excitement for your clients, I think, when they see that the work you do gets a lot of interaction. And a lot of my clients, like half the time, maybe they'll go to my Instagram and the other half the time, maybe they'll go to my Facebook. I'm not realizing the full potential of the the engagement that I get on social media. So what this does is like once I've posted a picture, uh, maybe a couple weeks later when I finally get around to blogging the photo or you know, that photo and a couple others from the wedding, I'll go back in and edit the caption to include the link to that specific blog post. And this plugin automatically captures that and imports all the comments that was le- that were left on Facebook and adds them as native comments on my website and flags every single person that comments uh, with their name and a link out to their, their Facebook profile. So it's a clear... Um, you know, indicator of this person is real. This person has, you know, this That's is their really profile awesome. and it retains indention and formatting and stuff like that for replies and everything. So if you get a reply, um, within the Facebook world, it'll retain that on your blog and it looks clean and it's way better than these Facebook comment, uh, plugins that were, and probably are still pretty popular for WordPress. Um, you know, I can't imagine how many comments I lost, uh, because I, you know, years ago, I had a Facebook comment plugin on my blog posts. And then when I ditched that, because it was ugly, <laughs> uh, it was so ugly, you know, all those comments are just gone forever. So this one, again, imports them as native comments on your site. And, um, you know, it's, I think, just awesome. Looks great. You recapture some of that energy and uh, hard work that you put into your social media. Uh, and, and it, it kind of lives on and on your own personal website. So anyway, that's one example of how WordPress can enable things, but there's always a trade-off with so much ability to customize. You get a lot more errors and glitches and stuff that needs to be maintained and updated. And yeah, that, that aspect of it is a bit of a nightmare. And, uh, I think Squarespace is a little better. Um, yeah, on that front. it's just a, it's a, a lot simpler. Um, and, um, yeah, I'm, was looking around at different 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 people that in Richmond that are offering um, branding services, and I'm I'm still I'm actually still kind of hunting around just to make sure I'm you know doing the right thing. Um, but it's very important to have. I think it's very important to have somebody else take a look at your website, um, someone with experience um, on what people like, what people want to see. Um, and have them kind of come up with an idea of you know, yeah, what they I think mean, you should do. Um, it's it's, it's yeah. incredibly, it just in the same way that you don't, you know, you hire someone to take photos for your wedding, you yep. don't just get Uncle Bob. Um, you get someone that's, you know, that's got experience and that can, that can actually, like, for instance, Brandon was asking me some like really interesting questions that I had never thought about. Like, what, you know, what do you want your uh, what do you want a person coming to your website to do at your website? Do you want them to just look around or do you want them to engage in some way? And to have someone ask you those questions to have you think through what do you want your website experience to be uh, has that, that really helped me kind of try to figure out, you know, what, what best, to, what content should go on my website. Yeah. I mean, any, anything that you do in your business that forces you to critically think and, <laughs> and active, not not passively, but you know, act 
actively have to establish a process or a reason behind it is so, so healthy. And yeah. like you said, I, yeah, I, I benefited greatly by having uh, just a third party outside perspective set of eyes on my, uh, not just the design of my page, but the, the copy, the content that was there. And, mm-hmm. you know, I tried to hire somebody to write some copy for me and that was horrible. Uh, so I ended up just writing it all myself. And, um, you know, it's something I not only had my web developer review and give me some opinions on, but, you know, uh, close friends and family too, just to make sure that sure. I was coming across the way that I intended. And in an in a, in a ideal world, maybe it would be kind of nice if you could just like upload your pictures to a white web page and have a contact button because yeah, it's all about the photos at the end of the day, but your website can do so much heavy lifting for you in terms of filtering out personality types yeah, and just shaping people's gut instincts about who you Absolutely. are without you having to even say anything. Um, it, it's, it's really nice if it's done well and it's, and it works in a way that, yeah, it, I mean, you know, yeah, you can, you can really, draw people in by educating them on who you are, what you do, um, what your process is, what they can expect. And that will in turn, so that, that will in turn kind of form their expectations. Um, yep. And give them a better sense of, for instance, if let's say they, they leave my site and they go somewhere else, they might say, Oh, wow, this really, um, you know, my, my goal is for them to be like, well, actually, you know, Nathan's website seemed to have, um, you know, I seem to really connect with that particular style uh, and what he's going to be doing uh, at my wedding. I think that that's that's really important to me. And so I don't know. I just just having just having the ability to think through those experiences and try to actually make that happen is kind of cool. Yeah, and it's really tough to find a good designer because a lot of just like photographers, yeah. a lot of designers can do really good work, but have really shitty customer experience and upkeep and mm-hmm. uh, response times and things like that. It can it can be crazy. Um, just the, everything's on a spectrum. And so, I, I mean, I, you know, I don't mean to plug these guys and they didn't ask me to or anything, but I use Second Street Creative. They're based out of Indianapolis and I, and I always have good things to say about them. But unfortunately, it's a small shop. And I think the lead time on most websites is like a year. <laughs> so you contact yeah, them now, they'll be starting with you in a year uh, because it takes a long time for them to do work. And it's, like I said, a small shop. So they can't just power through these things. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's cool. Did you just get a word of mouth recommendation for your Richmond local guy or did you find him in yeah. some other way? Um, yeah, cool. That, that, yeah, Luke, I, I just asked Luke cause Luke is the man and Plugged he knows everybody. In. It's funny. I, you know, um, it's really funny. Some people just seem to be this like ink, not incubator, but this like catch all resource. Reservoir. Like, yeah. A reservoir. Yeah. They just know how to connect people. <laughs> I need yeah. more of those kinds of people in my life. Yeah. You know? So I did, I did a Google search, uh, to, to find some, some local Richmond people. And I sent, you know, sent a few emails out and I'm probably going to meet with one other person, um, at least, um, before I, you know, hundred percent settle. But, um, but yeah, it, it's, it's interesting. There's, there's plenty of designers out there. Um, you just got to figure out what, what works for you. Um, in terms of, I guess this is, yeah, this is kind of more geared towards a website. 
um, specifically, okay. but in terms of branding, um, having, I don't know, I've, I've, I've found that having like an awesome logo is, is cool. A, a logo that's thought through, yeah. um, and that it's reflects tough. who you are. Yeah. It's um, tough. It's, mm, it's yeah. Really, that's the, yeah. that's why I, I, I'm still very appreciative of, um, Vineet helping me out with, with my logo. He just did an incredible job. Um, I really have no plans of changing it ever because it's awesome. yeah, that's those are the best. Those are the best ones. Like when you can get the ones that will last the duration of your career. And uh, it's so funny to me how simple many many logos end up being. Uh, but it's just all about nuance, and it's just mm-hmm. it's crazy how subtle little changes from what started as maybe a, even already a simple logo can become. Um, very time consuming to like dial it in. And then when you, you, you get your end result, your last iteration, it can sometimes be just the simplest thing that you spent, you know, weeks and months on. Uh, and, and you know, huge companies go through branding and their main logo can cost them hundreds of thousands of dollars. Sometimes <laughs> it's like, oh, sometimes yeah. it's just like a, a bunch of squares, like the new Microsoft logo is just like four colored squares. Mm-hmm. And um, now have you, um, have you guys seen, um, if you if you guys haven't seen the new IHOP logo, I would go ahead and 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 check that out, um, and be prepared because it's a logo that I'm sure that they thought through, ninety nine percent of the way, and then didn't really think of think through the rest of the way um, because it's a good idea and it is executed horribly. Uh, it is just a disgusting I... logo. What? Um, is it? Yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> I don't. I don't have tend you, to see past are you the, seeing the, the, face? the main layer. I see the face. Yeah, yeah, it's disgusting. Why it's freaks it freaks me out? It's just um, like a clown face. Yeah, exactly. This it's is cute. It's not good. It's got the the little red underneath it. You the smiley face. I mean? The smiley face. It's horrifying. Uh, I want okay. I want nothing to do with see. IHOP after <laughs> seeing this. Well, one of the uh, companies... The more you look at it, the scarier uh, yeah, it gets. Yeah, I, I do start to see a lot of weird things. One of the companies <laughs> that recently rebranded, uh, and I thought did it incredibly well, was American Airlines. I love their new branding. Oh, me too. And it's, it's very cool. It's, I mean, I liked their old one, and I was reading an article about... Um, they're the guy that did their original branding from like the sixties or seventies. And he was so upset, uh, <laughs> about, <laughs> about the change, but, um, I'm whoever sure. they hired to do the new branding it is, it's definitely brought them into the, the modern age. Yeah. Uh, I really like it. Yeah. Um, yeah. but getting back to getting back to photography related branding, um, you know, back when we started, it was, it seemed to be all about like paper, uh, branding and stuff. Letter pressed. Yeah. Yeah. Letter. Everything was like letters and business cards and mailings and all this weird crap. And, um, it's it's a lot, it's a lot simpler now. It's just digital branding, make it look good. Um, get your logo on everything and, yeah, I, th- have I feel style, like have social media scheme. has done a lot of the heavy lifting in terms of how people can connect and find people now instead of business cards. Just, yeah, here's my Instagram handle, something like that. Mm-hmm. And people can look it up right there in real time instead of having to keep track of a card. And it's 
yeah, it, it's made it's taking some. I mean, it's kind of fun. When I my first year, I thought I needed all that stuff, all that paper material. So I went through the process of having it made, and it was cool. But you know, essentially, all that happened in the end was I had and still have a box of business cards and letterpress thank you cards and, and you know letterhead for stuff just sitting in my closet because yeah no one wants to keep that and nobody's going to keep track of it long enough to actually be able to find it when they need to and yeah you're right yep. it's all digital but uh there are just so many fantastic tools now like uh squarespace and I don't even know who else is equivalent to Squarespace. There used to be like Wix and a bunch of other like kind Wix, of templates. Yeah, I, I, but I had those a Wix. were so templatey, you could never do anything outside of what they offered you. You could never customize I it. I'm trying to trying to remember what Wix website. I, did. I think I did a Wix website for Prisms, like when Wix first came out. Yeah, like ten years ago or something, and I and it was just horrible. Yeah, you couldn't do anything. Yep, I had one for cadrock.com. That was my uh, portfolio for my music production stuff. And right now it's just a 404 air. That's so depressing. Oh, bummer. Yeah, it was like a Wix or a Weeb Weebly or Weeb some... Weebly. Yeah, yeah, Weebly was a step in the right direction. And then along came Squarespace, and the rest is history because Squarespace Weebly. is amazing. Weebly um, looks very similar. Yeah. But I think they went for more of a cartoony... Yeah, and Squarespace always went for more probably. like, yes, it's templates, yes, it's basic, but you can do whatever you want and make things look pro. Weebly was yeah. kind of like very limited in its scope, so yeah. But I mean, uh, the, the most the most important thing with branding is like to, to to get I would say get someone else. Definitely, unless you are a designer, um, and even then, I would still tell you this, but I would get somebody else to take a look at your business and um, at the very least create a logo for you uh, like Vanit did for me um, and at the most get a full branding package website logo content everything yeah um, that's I agree that's honestly it's going to I can tell you from experience uh, that it will definitely bring you more business um, significantly increased business to have something that's very professional, that's curated for you um, or and around you. And don't be shocked when it's like it can be several hundred and even several thousand dollars for some people to just create you a logo. <laughs> yeah, I mean several yeah. several thousand dollars is a bit up there, but um, you know, don't be afraid of spending a little bit of money if uh, it's somebody that has experience and, and has other work that you really like. I mean, and yeah, and this is uh, this is something that if you don't have in your head as a young photographer, uh, then you should get in your head right now, which is while you are younger. While you have less responsibilities money-wise, take every dollar you make from your wedding and or from your, your photography and throw it into your photography business. Every yeah. single bit. Um, as much as you can afford. Um, while you're working, you know, while, while both me and you, Sam, were working full-time jobs like eight years ago, uh, we, you know, we were shooting and being able to take the money that we made from our, you know, weddings and throwing it right into getting better gear. And, yeah. um, oh, and yeah. you used huge. it to make an amazing website. Um, 
and I that is a, a huge amount of the reason why you know we're out where we are is just definitely doing that. Yep. Yep, yep, and and it's it's maybe tempting to think that early on in your business you don't have enough work yet to justify spending a thousand or two thousand dollars on a site and a whole branding process, but um, it's it's what will enable you to get get a lot more work ultimately. Yep, um, the earlier the a lot better. Of the time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's nice to be able so, to focus on that early on where it does take a lot of your time and, and energy to think about these whole processes. I mean, I spent a year essentially doing the site that I have now. A lot of that was just waiting for stuff to get programmed, but it was just a year always in the back of my head as something, you know, I actively was trying to uh, make better. And it's nicer to go through that when you don't have full-time workload of shoots going on yeah <laughs> you can take care of that early on and then once it's done then take on all the extra photography work you have more energy to put into your actual photo making um than being pulled in like 17 different directions all at once so I, and i say that about uh starting a um studio management software i mean also sort of part of your brand and the way people are going to experience working with you is what is your process for booking contracts and uh sending albums and having albums made uh i use yep. shoot q right now which i wouldn't recommend to anybody right now and unless they finally roll out this update <laughs> tave i know is a really really good studio management yeah, software tave. that people talk about a lot yeah and uh that's such an and i'm sure right tave lets you customize the experience that your clients have with all your own branding and stuff right yep yeah it looks um, it looks very visually pretty pretty damn similar to my website which is great um and they've got great cool. integration and stuff but yeah the the earlier that you can get studio management software up and running just helping you organize your shoots uh the better off you're going to be for sure yeah, I mean, and it's, again, another shoot queue is a monthly subscription cost. It's like, well, I can keep track of five or five or ten weddings right now on my own with Google Calendar and spreadsheets. Why would I ever want to use studio management software? It's like, well, if you ever if you have the desire to shoot eventually more than 20 yeah. or 25 <laughs> weddings and you're more like 30 plus, uh, get this stuff made and set up now, not yes. in the middle of having 40 weddings to work on because that would be just a nightmare. Uh, this is a great time of year to like sit down and reflect and start all these transitions if it's not stuff you've got set up already so yeah absolutely yeah the the off season is always the best time to um to not necessarily take too much of a break really just kind of just kind of keep going shift gears and um focus on um you know your back end your processes and your goals for the next year uh, and for just me, carefully it's, consider it, oh go ahead good I was just going to say, for me, it's it's booking, you know, continuing to book even more weddings um, and kind of shift my priorities to shooting as many weddings as possible. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, that's and towards that end, just rebranding, getting my website looking totally different and hopefully a much, much better experience for brides coming to my website. Definitely. And you know, one of the things I feel like I, I hear a lot about is people wanting to like rebrand every year or two, <laughs> just like do an entire upheaval. And that is usually just 
the result of not going through it properly the first time. Like the only reason I decided to rebrand, or I didn't even rebrand. I just had a new you website just made. Branded, yeah, yeah. Uh, was uh, yeah, was um, or, yeah, had a new website. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the only reason I went through that is because I had no mobile solution on my old old site, and uh, that was worth just doing a whole new thing for. But. Um, if you find yourself just continuously unhappy with your logo and feeling like you need a new one or you always need a new updated site, blah, 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 um, you know, you're probably not spending enough time and effort or you're not working with the right people to get something, uh, that's going to last you. You know, I, I think a good website and a good foundation for your branding should last like a decade almost, you know, unless the technology shifts drastically. I mean, you know, a site sure. that can be updated to, to, do basic things as technology evolves, but you know, you shouldn't. Well, have to I don't do know. I could, process. I could, I could show you uh, a 10 year old website, <laughs> a number of top 10 uh, SEO websites that are the most horrific looking things I've ever seen. Yeah. But so They've much change. And I guess things, I guess I'm a little wrong. I guess things, who knows what websites will look like in the next decade, but you know, flash isn't even a thing anymore. I feel like yeah. the tools that are out there now are meant to be more permanent and standard. That's and, true. More future proof. Yeah. More future proof. And they are optimized for battery already and other things that flash just wasn't. So I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, but uh, the most, yeah, I mean, it's just the most important thing is to really think through what you, you know, what your goals are and brand around that. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I got to run. I, man, it's been a busy day for not having any work to do right now. I went to the doctor this morning say. and I'm about oh, yeah. to go to an electrical class tonight. Nessa and I are taking a, uh, like basics of home electricity class tonight. So we'll cool. learn how to wire outlets and understand electricity i guess <laughs> yeah dude that's awesome um nice yeah i'm going i'm going to the studio tonight um uh, gonna record ah. gonna record hopefully um two maybe three songs today vocals um, guitars yeah vocals, vocals. yeah guitars all done um still missing some lead parts but yeah yeah but i'm working on that so no no biggie oh, um that's exciting. yeah i'm pretty cool excited to get it get back in there that's um, great uh yeah, yeah. I, did you book your flight yet uh no i'm still cool. still working on that also it's in it's in less than it's in seven days eight days. i know eight days i'm gonna book nine days <laughs> don't no no i got i got it okay um <laughs> yeah we're going to jamaica yeah wedding in jamaica not this weekend but next weekend so should be fun yeah we'll be there two days three days montego yeah. bay mon should be yeah, fun hopefully we can avoid the zika anyway all right well yeah. uh <sighs> guess we'll catch you next time all right later man later